Alright, do-do-do, coming back to you with the Dollar and Tan Podcast. Quick disclaimer before this podcast starts, Daniel and I did film this on Wednesday, March 11th, and we do talk a little bit about the coronavirus, and it has escalated substantially since we filmed this podcast, so um, make sure you're consulting credible news sources, and everybody take care and stay safe. We oh, filmed, do we want to admit this? So Absolutely. I, I guess we will. I'm, I'm going to own this one. We mm-hmm. filmed an interview with Laura. And Daniel's audio was shot in the whole thing. It, I mean, it's not it terrible. Fire. Yeah, it was a good interview. I mean, but you know what? We're looking for a redemption song. We're actually. gonna we're yeah still for a second chance. Silver lining. We're gonna do it better the second time. Yeah. Also, I got a new chair up in this pod room slash game room. I feel like I can air out on this couch. Yeah. Actually, we'll have stretch some it out. No, the guest exactly. Us. The guests will probably sit right there. I was just watching um, like comedians that shouldn't be on the morning shows or something. Some YouTube clickbait shit. Bobby Lee. I love you know, Bobby Lee. You love Bobby Lee. He yes. goes on these like morning shows to promote his, you know, to stand up and everything. Yeah. And he, he's like the creepiest guy. I think that's his shtick though. It's a shtick for yeah. sure. Like, cause these anchor women are just like letting him get away. He'll be like, yo, Oh my God, can I touch your legs? And then one girl will say, I guess. And then like, he'll touch the two of the interviewers legs, and then like call him out for not shaving. And then like, he was kissing this one. This chick was just so uncomfortable. And I was just like, dang, that's weird. I just thought of that as I'm sitting on the couch thinking of our next interviewer interview interview interview, which would be or the interview. You want to do that to the next person we interview, no. which would be law. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. So what you're thinking? No, I love his comedy though. He's funny. He's Him really funny. And Sebastian Do you mean Santino? Santino. I said Cheeto Sebastian. Santino, or Santino yes. I don't watch they're, that shit. They're good together. But they're both funny. They're no. both funny. It's Dude. not a show, it's a podcast. You uh, said you don't I watch it. Their show. Like they're at, the podcast is a sh- like you put it on a show. Okay. But you said watch. Well, I mean, I guess well, you can I watch all my podcasts. Never mind, you can watch podcasts. We're literally now. being yeah, we're, we're filming, filming it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't yeah, know. I actually prefer to. I've watch. never watched a podcast. Really? I've just listened to. It. I mean, oh, I've clicked on some of the Joe Rogan ones, but like, I don't know, just something about just being able to just listen. I'm I able like, to zone in. Yeah, I just like to like peek because sometimes they. The, with their producers and all their technical, they'll like bring, bring up videos and stuff. Joe does that a lot, but yeah. some of the others do. And like I was watching Chris Stefano on the fighter and the kid, and he is just a, such an absurd comedian. I was like, I gotta look, I gotta like observe this guy's mannerisms. He's out of his brain. Gord out of his gourd is what I meant to say. Oh man. What's dude, I gotta get close to the yeah, mic. Yeah, you do. Uh, oh man, you dude. gotta make love to the microphone, dude. Daniel. Um, okay, Daniel, what's uh, what's new in the world besides coronavirus? That's not really new though. It's been going on a while. Well, just to get our current affairs out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to Mexico City tomorrow, and I'm starting to feel like that might be a terrible slap in the face to just everyone who's suffering with Corona. Not to well, say, actually, Mexico has a low rate of corona people infected with coronavirus. Really? Well, and they're trying to figure it out. They're like, wait, is it actually just because we're not able to diagnose as many people? Huh. Or so they don't know why. It could be they that. Don't know why. Interesting. Yeah. That's um I saw a meme, or not a meme, it was actually a TikTok. You need to get on TikTok, B. <laughs> but the TikTok it. was it was like an older person and, and they were like, um they said boomers preparing for the coronavirus and like they're wearing masks and shit like that. And then it was like millennials for the coronavirus and he's like getting on a jet and traveling because yeah. the flights are cheaper and shit like that. Oh, dude. Is, my friend, we have a group thread and my friend has just blown us up every five minutes. With Corona so. memes and uh, videos? No, no, no. About flights. He's like, yo, I'm booking so flights low. for the next three years. They're so cheap right now. <laughs> I'm going to Australia, Columbia, blah, blah. And I'm like, dang, dude. But wait. Get them while it's hot. They're not even... I, I just booked a flight back to the East Coast for August, end of August, and it was still just as expensive. 
idiot. Yeah, I know, You're right? Doing it wrong. I thought it was just the flights that are happening like within the next month or so. Um, Is it flights that far no out clue. that are cheaper? Because I feel like probably because I looked at some for a while and they now. look cheap. But yeah, I don't know, man. He was talking about booking one in like Three October. Years. We have our ten year. Oh, dude, your ten year what? what? You're not going to say like high school ten reunion. Year college reunion oh wow west point baby yes you're going right absolutely yes where is that i have five weddings to attend multiple bachelor parties this reunion i'm like yo don't they know 2020 is the year of the grind people i'm happy (laughs) y'all getting married and stuff (laughs) but i mean pump the brakes people come on people love just waterfalling out here man (laughs) Just cascade. So I'm like, dang, I gotta, I'm gonna do all these. I gotta keep on my podcast. I gotta, you got a lot uh, going on, D. Dude, that's gonna get real up in here. So I should be looking at flights, but, um, you know, whatever. Mexico City's already paid for. I'm going. Um, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping it's like our work, my workplace has basically banned all. Like or travel? discouraged, discouraged all travel or banned all travel and discouraged working at the office on like in California and Washington and now like New York and stuff. And so everyone's working from home except Weren't you just at the office today. I was because spreading the virus one, my roommate's shooting a film in our house. Okay. So you need to get, so out. I have to be out. Interesting. Otherwise what kind I'm of like, films happen in your house? That's, Oh yeah. Yeah. Obviously, my first instinct is go straight for the casting couch show. Yeah, yeah. God, because it's so good. It's just an integral part of my childhood for sure. <laughs> Your childhood. Um, but uh, he's doing like an art piece. He's my roommate's really into plants and art. He's got a cool aesthetic. He do, oh yeah, he does have a lot of art in the house. Yeah. Are my shoes in your? <laughs> Love that. Get, Love that. Get out. Get. <laughs> Kindly leave. I've sir. seen art all I've around seen, your house. Where's your sense of decorum? Like naked women. He loves. He's got a, yeah, a few tastefully naked women. Yeah. And um, yeah, the film is about like a, a, a artist whose houseplant dies, and I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be like an artist months. whose houseplant dies. Yeah. That sounds extreme. So. Is I it? It's an. It's an artsy piece. I imagine. Yeah. It's like. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it reminds me like our whole house is like, he's just rearranged everything. There's plants everywhere. And like, he's actually done a bunch of art because my roommate's an artist as well. So he's done art for the film and it it just looks like a crazy eccentric artist studio. I kind of like it. Interesting. You guys should keep it that way. Yeah. I think we're kind of like trying to scheme. So I've been kicked out of the house. Um, I have to work in the office, but and like no one's there. It's like it's like a zombie land ghost town situation. And it's like there's two other people. Did you enjoy it? Because loved it. I went to the gym today. I don't have an office. I work from the home office, but I go to the gym almost daily during the week and no one was there. I was the only person. I what's well, it's a small gym. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. a twenty four hour fitness. So it's a small right. uh, personal gym. But usually there's at least like ten to fifteen people in there. It was just me and another guy. Yeah, that's interesting. Everyone loved it. at my CrossFit gym have, like, no one stopped. I was at a class this morning at 5 a.m. Dude, you guys probably they do were, CrossFit with Corona on purpose. We're literally coughing on each other. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah, just to make the workout I harder. I literally spit on the equipment. Yeah. On the bars that people have to mm-hmm. hit on purpose. Yeah. That's how you CrossFitters are, bro. Yeah, dude, we're hardcore. Yeah, so I'm, I'm worried about this Mexico City thing, actually, with, with like the, the with news the virus of the NBA. And then yeah, like, dude. This is getting crazy. This Honestly, is getting a little close to home. Like, at first... When Tom Hanks gets corona... It's close to home. I legit like, am nervous. It's that's, like three degrees of Kevin up. Bacon type shit. Like, you're really close to the virus at this point. I feel like Tom Hanks is like a second dad to me. Yeah. Growing up on his films... My second dad has Corona. <laughs> corona? And his lovely wife, Rita. Yeah. Dude. Sad, bro. Well, and also Poor. let's remind ourselves. And he's that, older like, too, though. 
I knew the damn, mortality rate. I can't believe you went there for but, older people. But he's he's like shy of sixty, so I think maybe he's around sixty. I mean, he's not elderly. No, he's not elderly. But He'll be fine. He's gonna survive. He's got the best care in the world. He's got he's oh Mr. yeah, yeah Rogers got, for crying out loud. Yeah. What if you get stuck in Mexico City? Like they shut down flights. Oh, it wouldn't be the worst place. Think about that. I feel like it's safer there. Have you been to Mexico City before? No, but I have never I been. I feel like it's safer from COVID nineteen. Do you think? I I keep seeing like, like so. There's a lot of people freaking out about it, but then also there's the people on the opposite end that are saying like Elon Musk, where he's like, this whole thing's a joke. Like this isn't that serious. He was tweeting that out. Yeah, I, a lot of people are like, yo, the government is literally trying to like control you or not even like that far from a conspiracy theorist. Some people are like the news is blowing it out of proportion. I mean, the numbers like the flu has killed like a thousand times more than because it's been around longer. But I mean like this year. Oh, this year long. Yeah. Yeah. It's killed a ton of people, but it's like one of those things where we're aware of it and you can get like, flu shots and yeah exactly in america so we don't freak out well, i saw it. a report where it was saying i think about like four thousand people have died from the coronavirus and then but on the opposite end uh like sixty thousand people have been cured of it already like have had it and they're over it so yeah i mean the, the mortality rate's definitely low and it's much it's, lower because sars the mortality mortality rate was pretty high it, SARS was, uh, yeah mm-hmm. I've heard, i think it, i've seen two percent yeah yeah, so I don't yeah, know. It's I'm pretty significant. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's something that's going around. Like I think you don't need to take it completely lightly, but you don't need to be like prepping for doomsday. I don't think it's that serious. I don't know. We'll see. I like the panda. I listened to a pandemic expert, and he's the one that's like, "Wait, no, so this could be bad." Can you explain to me what makes it a pandemic? What what happened? Is there a st- the statistic you have to hit for it to be? considered a pandemic i believe the difference like an epidemic is something that spreads um like across a wide area of people but a pandemic is when it it's actually is like crosses oceans and cro- it's, it's oh, like a world like problem how it okay a world a world epidemic so to speak which makes sense because i think the world health organization just like deemed it a pand- pandemic today. Yeah, they did. No. So, you know, what else is new, Daniel? What else do you want to talk about today? You want to talk about... Yeah, I think we should talk about how we... I think you have a secret obsession that you'd like to bring forth light to this podcast. A secret TV what show. What are you talking about? A TV show that... Oh, Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I discovered tonight that Daniel's obsessed with The Bachelor. <laughs> and when I mean obsessed... He is tell us, mildly, tell us how you mean. He's mildly interested. <laughs> if it's on, he's watching it. Mm-hmm. We went downstairs to eat and Laura had the last episode of The Bachelor on, which I'm not going to lie. Like some of it is compelling. It is. But in my mind, all reality shows are fake. So I have a problem looking past that. I just like they're so overly produced. No, I mean, yes. Yeah, they're like they, they were art. They were having a full on argument, and then they're holding hands as she's walking out to leave. Well, what? Yeah, I don't understand those things. Yeah, that was tough. I don't know. That one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any answers for that. So your secret obsession, Bachelor. I just wanted to get that Indeed. out there to the world. My roommate is a loud and proud Bachelor fanatic. Nation fanatic. Fanatic. Like he's been watching it since season one. Mm, I don't know about that, man. That was like twenty years ago or something crazy. Yeah, but you go back. No, he used to watch it with his boys. The boys, uh, the boys yeah. in Bachelor Night. They all used to live in the same neighborhood, and they would all, all watch it. And um, yeah, and like, he's like high school, college. T- no, this is like recent, like the last couple of years. Now, oh, right? okay. And now they just all have this like big text thread that they're just like. Sending each other clips and like, hmm. oh my God, did you see that? It's, it's amazing. You don't find a lot of, I mean, let's be real. The demographic is definitely female that are watching that show. Dude, look at Barstool Sports. All the, wait, what do you mean? They've been, they've started posting like the dudes that are just like group, like whole frat houses that sit down and watch The Bachelor every Monday and stuff. Really? 
Yeah, because it's kind of funny from a guy's perspective, too. Like, you know, it's like a bonding experience for dudes, for some people in small circles. Okay, yeah, just like a a TV show to have together. Yeah, but it's uh, they posted one today, and it was like these two younger guys, probably college age or whatever, young 20s. And they're just yelling at it. Like one was clearly a, a Hannah Ann fan. And <laughs> so they were going the, back and uh, forth. Madison girl. Um, oh, he's like, yeah, it, it was like, it was getting super heated. He's like, yo, you just don't understand. You're saying exactly what I'm saying. Blah. And they're just like, yeah, it was great. You got to watch the fanatics, the, the barstool sports. Yeah. They post a lot. Well, about David Spade also watches the bachelor a lot because he talks about a lot on his TV show and on Instagram. Yeah. So I don't it's know. Phenomenal. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's reality TV. Uh, Actually, I watched a lot of reality TV growing up, so I can't, I can't really talk. I mean, the real world was like, Religiously, I was watching that. Oh, such a good show! Was my jam, of course. That was my that was like how I saw the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. That truly was for a while like my exposure to outside of small town Oklahoma. (laughs) Like, wow, this is real. (laughs) Wow, when seven people get put in a house, what will they do? What will they do? And you Um, don't ever know. No, you don't know the best thing. Well, one. My friend Emily was on that show, but also, and she's doing great. She's uh, like a, a holistic health expert, nutritionist, all of the above, but she's got a huge presence online and helping a lot of people. Did her presence podcast. come from being on the real world at all or no? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, that she had some exposure from that, but she's, she's grown her in her niche. Once she found her niche, she's expanded and she's a, she's a badass babe trainer. Holistic expert. Ba- babe entrepreneur. Uh, babe trainer. Babe trainer. That's a good, yeah, yeah. You just make that word up. Babe trainer. She's a babe trainer. A babe trainer. Um, and she's got like a podcast, meathead hippie. I love she baby trainers. Health and wellness. And she's super fit and badass. She's a tough lady. Um, no, the other, the other best thing, actually the best thing out of the real world is Theo Vaughn. I, I we did, had this discussion before. This did, the time. did we talk Maybe about this on, on the podcast? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, people. I'm sorry. Didn't know that he was a part of the real world. That's amazing. I need to go back and watch his season. Actually, no, I would never yeah, go back and watch go that back show. <laughs> Who watches reruns of the Real World? New Orleans. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> is that what he was on? Honestly, if I had access to him, is that what he was on? Real I'm World not New sure. Orleans. Maybe had to have been. Why? Because he's from Louisiana. Yeah, he's from Louisiana. I don't know, man. He's an oh, interesting character. Oh, it's so fascinating. Comedians in general are just very interesting people. I have noticed, like, um, those are the podcasts that we enjoy the most. And I'm like, yeah, I just like their open forum. They just have conversation and bullshit. And it's just great to listen to. Well, that's what we've been trying to figure out for this podcast is, like, do we want to throw a whole bunch of structure behind it? Or do we want to just shoot the shit on here? Yeah. and I, I enjoy shooting the shit. I do, too. But, well, the thing is, I was like, yeah, like, what's wrong with just that format? And then... We're also not, like, full-fledged comedians over here. That's <laughs> Like, their exactly entertainment right. value is through the roof. I mean, like, you might not be entertaining the masses like they and are. And they're, they're having a bullshit conversation, but they're, like, talking about the legendary comedians that they worked with. And oh, the yeah. absurd, like, Artie Lang being on some bender and still like coming to their mom or grandma's like funeral. Cause he's got the biggest heart in the world. And you're like, what is that real? And it's like, Oh yeah, no, that's, these are just weird, crazy stories that they have on the road. And then we're like, Oh man. Yeah, man. This one time I heard about this comedian that did this one thing. I was working my nine to five and yeah. dude, it was fucking crazy. This guy was at the water cooler and he was just, <laughs> I don't even have those stories anymore. Now I'm like, yeah, I went down to the kitchen and like this girl was getting on my nerves that day. Not going to call her out by name, but she was really getting on my nerves. And you were like, Hey, strange random girl, I'll divorce you <laughs> if you don't chill out. <laughs> and then she touched me inappropriately in the workplace. Wow, dude. Yeah. You should file some with HR. Yeah. Uh, too bad she's head of HR. She is head of HR, too. Dang, dude. It's quite the pickle you're in, man. It is. It's a tough life. Dang, dude. Yeah. It's a tough life. Man, your your wife could really, like, abuse that whole, like, power thing she, she's she got over you. Maybe she does abuse it, Daniel. You just don't know. 
Oh, I think I think we need <laughs> to uncover <laughs> something there. <I> think <laughs> Maybe we'll interview her. Dig a bit her deeper into that. Oh, we should in interview our, her in our interview in our redemption redemption interview. Yeah, dude, that'll be great. Yeah. Um, um, I got one for you. What you got so, for me? One of our lovely subscribers. Oh, I love that. Let's yeah. go. Shannon Christina. Oh wait, she is one of our lovely ones. She gave us uh, a good idea. Daniel and Tyler podcast. Dat podcast. Dat like D A T. Like D A T. Daniel dat, and Tyler. Dat podcast. Oh yeah, it's Dat podcast. Dat D and Daniel and Tyler. Dat. Right. Yeah, we're, we're like, like yeah, we're we're letting it, we're, we're experimenting, giving some shout outs, some credit to her, but um, also, do we like that? I, I like that. I kinda, I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm honestly. not mad about it. Who wh- who was that? Haley? Is that what you said? Um, Haley, you're amazing. Did no, Shannon Hannah, Christina, Hannah Damn. Ann. Bro, get Bachelor <laughs> off your mind. Be in the here and now. <laughs> Shannon, but I also. Yeah. What's up, Hannah? What's up, like, Hannah G? How you? Well, Hannah G is from a different season, but that's who you was talking about. I said Hannah G reminds me of Hannah Ann uh, or Hannah Ann. Though you know, guys, heartbroken. I don't know why Daniel won't do this, but he would be perfect for the Bachelor. You should be on the Bachelor, Daniel. Oh, that would bro. be epic. I, you know why? Imagine our what. podcast views; they would go. Shh, I know, man. Through I the roof. Just get on the Bachelor for this podcast, man. <laughs> please do it. Uh, do it for like, me. Please, I do need it for this. Us. I need this. <laughs> I really need this. No, okay. Truth is, I did interview for the Bachelor. No, you didn't. You're bullshitting. No, I. Promise. You didn't say this downstairs. Were you embarrassed? I thought we'd already talked about it. To no, be you interviewed. Yeah, like a couple years ago, when I was living in San Diego, I was oh, running on the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Visiting um, some friends. Okay. And this girl's just like, Hey, you want to be on The Bachelor? She's like, Excuse me, sir. And I'm like, Sir, I don't see any sir. (laughs) Sir was my father's name. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, she was like, Would you like to be on The Bachelor? And I was like, Or or would that be? No, Bachelor. Yeah, Bachelorette. Whichever. Yeah, Bachelorette. Yeah, because you have to be Bachelorette before you're The Bachelor. Yeah, they weren't like, Hey, would you like to date 30 women? random guy on the street <laughs> not quite i wasn't in the big there. leagues yet but uh yeah they asked and um i i had just met a, a former contestant a guy who really loved the experience uh it was a friend of a friend and he was like you should absolutely do it and then Damn. i went interviewed uh, like next week and uh i came back up to santa monica and i don't really know how it went they kind of told me to follow up <laughs> Well, no, because I, they, they doesn't kind of sound great. Dad. <laughs> whoa, no, whoa. They vet people out so, or the way they vet people out is like, Hey, watch a few episodes to see what you're getting into. Okay. Also to see if there's anyone on the show that might be interesting or that's the way I took it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they were like, follow up with us in a couple of weeks after Christmas. If like you're still, you're still interested and we're going to be doing like our mixer. They do a mixers to like see the chemistry of the guys and stuff. Oh. Um, that would have been like late January. This is a few years back, but, and did you go to this? No, I was, what I didn't hell? follow up at Why all. Why didn't you follow up, bro? I literally watched the season and I, you I was like the whole season. No, 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 no. I watched like the first episode, got all the stats. I was like, Oh, well, that one, I'm really attracted to her, but like, Oh, Got this. She's not stats. tall enough. You um, literally took pen and paper and got stats on. I women. pretty much all I did was yeah, picked out the ones that I thought were pretty, and then were you gonna what narrowed were you gonna it down to the this? ones that I didn't think were crazy. This is like a hot or not list. It was like the ones in high school. It was a numbers game. If there were, th- are you rating so them? Huh? One to thirty. What about what you were rating them? No, no. A scale of one to no. 30. I just what I wanted to see if there were like five. That I was actually like uh, attracted to. And? Um, no. So well, you, don't get me wrong. A ton of beautiful girls on the show, but like there's certain things that I was looking for. So I was like, well, no, nah, that one, she might be cool. Oh, no, she's not tall enough. Oh, God. You know, she's this. Oh, her, um, her index finger's longer than her It sounds finger. to me like you're making excuses then. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm, I'm joking. I'm kind. I'm halfway joking right now, but that true. I truly did do that. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like look at this. I'm gonna give this a shot. So and yeah, no one caught my eye so much that I was like, I mean, from season I'm willing to, season to keep different. going. No, but it's it's one of those girls though. I think you're ready though. No, I think I'm it's not, time now. now. I know that I, I think don't you weren't be ready on. then, and you're ready now. I know I don't want to be on it. Why? One because it's I'm the cringiest you. thing ever. I I just want to know somebody who's on the show. Dude, you know, surely you've met. They're okay, all over you. LA, bro. As soon as this is the secret of Bachelor Nation, they you all get on in LA, it, and then they all move to LA to become influencers. <laughs> you see them everywhere. Yeah. Um, Everybody moves to LA to be an influencer. So, yeah, I thought one. <laughs> what I'm doing this, here? The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the season I watched, it was uh, a guy named Nick Nick Vile. I. I thought he was following me at the grocery store the other day. I'm not kidding. I was like, I mean, I was like, I know who this guy is, but like, dude, chill. Like, turns out he wasn't following me. <laughs> of course, no, he wasn't actually, following me. Actually, I don't know. He ended up at the end of the grocery store trip. He ends up behind me in line at the checkout, and I was just like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, this guy's all of a sudden he's following me home. Next thing I know, we're in bed together. But, nope, nope, <laughs> false, <laughs> wrongo. Uh, that story has nothing to do with me. That's on you. I don't know what you're dealing with over there, but I'm not being followed by bachelors. That's true. Sad for you. Uh, <laughs> Very no, sad. For I you. have to imagine. Yeah, they, like I, you see him at. Coachella, they're always at the same. They're at, yeah, they're always. I wouldn't there. know they, one if I seen one except for oh, this last season. Is. This is the first one that I've actually paid attention to. There's there's three seasons. One that Nick's season, the one that I was like, kind of doing homework. I like recognize. I know most of that season or whatever. And then, um, yeah, and then there's this recent one. My roommate, I blame him, but truly, to get this off my chest. It's very addictive. If it's on, it's very hard to turn my my head. But I've been very good this season. I've actually only watched about 20% of the season because I'm like, no, I got to work. I got to be learning lines. Well, I gotta that's be. like, I feel like you get highly addicted to things like that, though. Oh. And yeah, it's kind of like, well, we me? were just, we literally just had a discussion about junk food and how you're great at self-control when you're at the grocery store. But when you come over to my house where we have a pantry full of Bro, junk food, the snacks and you just can't absurd. control yourself. No, I cannot. <laughs> so you just that like, you do things and you just take them overboard unless somebody's there to turn the remote off for you. That's true. That's very true. I've been very good to, I've been very focused this season. Last season, I can't remember who it was, but I'm sure if I saw the face, I would be able to tell you everything about it. It was um, Hannah B. Oh, yeah. I watched uh, maybe 40% of that one. I watched a little. That was kind of the first actually, one that I watched with Laura. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm very interested in that. Cassie Randolph. If you are free, I would love to take you out. <laughs> I would love to buy a cup of coffee with you. Well, sure. That would be awesome, <laughs> too, actually. I was going to say, this one I, from... Do we have Ashley another? Denny, she says, yes. how you guys Go. grew up and changed over time. Whoa. Like what shaped you into the person you are today. Whoa, whoa. Your childhood and when you grew up. Oh. How it's different from coming from Alabama Alabama. and Oklahoma. But maybe she just met you, so go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. She met both of us. We're both going to answer this question. Um, so moving from Alabama to L.A. has really shaped who I am. It, it got me out of the small town bubble that I was living in and where I thought that I was this teenager that knew everything. Well, actually, I was 20 when I moved, I think 22, 23, it's basically so still not a, teenager. a teenager, but yeah, like I, honestly, it's, I, you're still a teenager. Yeah. And you know, yeah. that, that mentality where you think, you know, everything that was definitely me and living in the small bubble that I was living in, in Alabama, I was just, I'm actually super grateful that I got to move to like a, di such a diverse city and like experience other cultures and just almost seems like such alien things when you're from like smaller towns. Um, and it's kind of shaped like who I am and the way I think about the world now. So 
I would highly suggest like if, if you have the opportunity and you live in a small town, there's nothing wrong with living in a small town, but like just getting out for a couple of years and living somewhere different, I think can really shape you into a different person, you know, maybe some would say better. It doesn't necessarily mean better, but I mean, just shape you differently with the people that you're around. Um, but what else did she ask? Mm, she said how you guys grew up. Let's talk uh, about how we, how we grew up. How we grew up. I grew up one of six kids. Ooh, one of two. You're one of two. One of two. I'm my, the youngest. You're Malcolm in the middle. You're Malcolm second. Third of six, baby. Third. Third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of two boys, two girls. Well, I mean, the math doesn't check out. But Wait, I'm sorry. That's, I'm talking about other than you. No, that would still be five. Wait, three sisters, two brothers. No, opposite. Older brother, older sister, me. Older brother. Younger older sister, sister, younger brother, younger brother. So my dad was a high school teacher, also in the military, like Army Reserves. But primarily he was he was our coach in a lot yes. of things. He was my high school football coach. How did you enjoy that? I Did you that, like it actually? Yeah. Like more quality time with pops. I, yeah. I was a late bloomer and he was very good to show me like to make me work harder. Yeah. But then no like, nepotism involved. No, no. If anything, he you didn't got have that harder. luxury. Actually, he was like, man, I would love to give my kid the position, but he's so fucking he scrawny. Sucks. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> garbage. But no, he made me work really hard. Um, in honestly in school and athletics. And I'm really fortunate for that. Yeah. Um, and, and that was how my mom was too. They had high standards. My mom was very doting because of my like, ADHD. She moved me to like different schools and stuff. To, really? In, in elementary when I was younger because she didn't think that they were... She didn't think that they... Had the were, capabilities to, to properly educate you? Well, actually, she just thought that they weren't challenging enough. I needed okay. like a lot of attention because yeah. they were like... Man, get the, get this guy some books or something. <laughs> Shut him up. Shut him up. Shut him up. And so, yeah, my mom like went into panic mode for a while, just like experimenting, moving me around. Huh. But, um, yeah. And That's then you're, cool. you're one I'm, of two. I'm one of two. I'm the youngest brother. Um, my childhood, I, my dad was definitely not my high school coach, but he was like my little league playing baseball, growing up all playing football, growing up. He was always a coach on the team. So he definitely pushed me and my, my brother really hard. Um, not only with sports, but academically as well. Like we had to bring home A's and B's. A C was not acceptable. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate the way I was raised just because like it, it turned me into who I am and like having a lot of determination and being able to, you know, school is not necessarily something you love when you're um, some people, but for me, I didn't necessarily love it when I was in high school, but I learned that I can do something even though it's not something that interests me. Like I'm able to like push through like perseverance from like, mm. you know what I mean? From an early age. And that's actually something that I try to teach Aaron a lot just because like she came from a background of not having really anyone checking up on her grades and things like that. So it was really hard for her to understand like, why does it matter? Like why I should be making good grades and things like that yeah. besides college. Cause that wasn't even a thought on her brain. But just like, why it matters? Like, why not just make D's? That's a passing grade, right? Yeah. Like, just make your grades and get out. But yeah, you it's, know, it's interesting. I have mixed feelings on just like school system in general. I yeah, think it's I, getting phased out as people are self-learning things that they actually care about or self-teaching. True. I think the um, schools are adapting a lot, though. Like. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but like a lot of things, Aaron will come home and be like, Oh, we did this, this and this today. And I'm like, Oh, that's actually really cool that you guys are doing that. Like, I wish we we had something like that when I was your age. We learned how to do TikTok videos. (laughs) Imagine math today. What? (laughs) What? Um, no, I, I think, well, it is really cool. how like resourceful younger kids are like finding information so I think if you're like from a small town, you can get like a ton of perspective following people in like Los Angeles yeah. or something. Yeah, and so we didn't have that like, luxury when we were kids. Like you kind of just saw the people that were either on TV or around you in your day to day lives. So it's like it's I was very I was pushed hard in school. Um, it was a small town Oklahoma. Like the the honestly the classes weren't that tough, but my parents 
were like insisted A's, whatever, mm-hmm. valedictorian. Like I was valedictorian. Oh, wow. Where are you? I was valedictorian. <laughs> we're sitting with the valedictorian and, here, people. But the thing is, the the thing. How do I that, not know these things about you? What the oh, I don't. I'm such a bad. I don't friend. just brag to anyone. I just brag <laughs> to the podcast, to the world. <laughs> Everyone will know. To whoever the but fuck you know, will listen. To no me. one ever asked me like, "What do you want to be in the world?" Or like, "What do you want to do in the world?" Like, "Who do you want to be?" Those are questions. So I, as soon as I hit the valedictorian, I'm like, "All right, what's the next achievement?" And yeah. it's like. Oh, but like, what's, what's fulfilling? What would fulfill you? And so you started thinking about those things very young. It seems like it took me some years, like even out of kind of towards the end of college, starting my career with Amazon to really start thinking about those things. So the fact that you were thinking about that no, stuff, I, I was school, that's what you started younger than me. I, it was more like much older cause I, I got into a pipeline kind of where I was like, okay, next achievement. West Point, next achievement, I'm in the army. Like I, it was kind of on autopilot. I, yeah. I joined the military, which answered those questions, gave me a higher sense of purpose, kept me on yeah. track for that. And it wasn't until about a few years after I'd left the army when I was in San Diego and I started kind of pondering these questions and figuring out what I was missing, why I was kind of depressed. Um, and yeah, I really started to search for, okay, what fulfills me? Who do I want to be? Where does the, what is it, you know, is personal growth going to fulfill me? Service to others is something that I've realized are big things, but like, and then doing what I love and, and finding those strengths. But or did you find like a lot of these answers through books where, where are you finding these answers to these questions? Because I, um, I think you're definitely not alone in this because I think like a lot of people are thinking this way. Like I definitely think that way as well. And it kind of took me to a point of when I left my job with Amazon and that's when every, the autopilot kind of shut off and it was like, Hey, you are no longer living in that survival mode anymore because now we're financially set because of Laura's job and thank God for that. But now I'm able to like ponder different questions as to like, well, what really makes me happy and what really makes me tick and makes me want to get up in the morning. And, but you're not able to really think about things like that when you're living day to day or paycheck to paycheck. Like it's, it's hard like to get people to that point when they're, when they're like that, you know, it's, yeah, it's little things that add up like little daily habits that, add up for something either good or bad. Um, but I think, I think with, with our, I I wish that like our parents had kind of brought that up, taught, you know, asked me like, what do you want to do when you go out in the world? What will you be? And, and, but at the same time, I think it's so hard to like communicate that though, because at the same point, they don't even really understand what they want still. Oh no, I you know agree. What I mean? and, and, like and it's now, hard to, it's so easy just cause I remember growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know? And I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, what do you mean? But we all have limiting beliefs too. And I am going to sing adorations about my parents cause I love them so much. They gave, like they gave <clears> up <throat> so much for me same. and to, so like I can now build off that. But at the same time, some of the, like the things that I, like I wanted to be an actor when I was young and like that was not encouraged. Not, it wasn't discouraged. My, my parents took me to theater and they got me involved in that and they loved exposing me to the arts and like art school and stuff. And, but when it came down to it and I was like, I want to be an actor when I grow up, they just kind of like laughed at me. You know what I mean? And just because it's like something that's so far fetched. So yeah, exactly. It seems so distant. It's not safe. It's not probably what safe. it is. That's exactly And they, right. they want you to be safe. Who doesn't like, who doesn't yeah. want their kid to be safe? And, and it doesn't seem feasible when you're in small town, Oklahoma. That's, that's something that like movie stars do. That's something other people do. Yeah. So yeah, they, and they like, they came, they didn't come from much means. They came from pretty poor families and they, they did so much to provide for like six kids. Like, yeah, that's gotta be a lot. Budget. Six kids. Like me and me and my brother, that was, that was enough for my parents to take care of. I could only imagine six kids and 
I want to give my mom a quick shout out real quick. I didn't, Dude. I didn't talk about her earlier. Um, you moms, got all the time in the world. The moms are the best. Are they not? They're amazing. Dude. Moms are great. Um, my mom was able to, I think kind of to piggyback on what you were saying about your family or your mom as well. But she provided that piece of like relationship for me, like, you know, moving on past survival. It's like, now let's think about relationships with others. And, you know, she's just such a calm, peaceful, uh, light in my life. And I love her very much. And, um, yeah, where, where was I going with this? I love my mother. <laughs> I'm going to get a mom tattoo. I like mom. <laughs> uh, dude, no, I think we're, we both can agree. We came from small towns in yeah. Alabama and Oklahoma. Humble beginnings. But we're very lucky that our parents like stayed together and really oh, yeah. cherished. It's, it's actually like, like a family. I feel like it's a rarity, right? Like, I feel like nowadays most parents are divorced. A lot of, like the divorce rate, is it high? I actually... I don't know. I don't know if it's higher than, I don't know. Really? People are getting married less, so I think the divorce rate okay. is, is like staying stagnant. the same. Yeah. They're just not getting married. just not getting married. Yeah, yeah they're just, just like, oh, starting. marriage, right? No, but I'm, I'm so happy that I was able to be raised in such a stable home and where my parents were able to provide things for me that, you know, they've passed on that to me to where I want to be able to provide for future youths as well and be able to get them to that next step of like thinking about, and I have these discussions with Aaron a lot, like what you want to do with your life and where you want to go with it, you know? And my parents definitely, did. I'm not saying that my parents didn't have those discussions with me, but I just feel like I am able to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say, like you always want to say like, you want to be a better, raise your kids better than you were raised. Right. Right. Like, I feel like that's always a thing because my parents definitely said that to me. So, but there was nothing wrong with the way my parents raised me, but I'd like to move on to like a different cognitive level where I have, you know, Aaron or a kid that I might have in the future thinking more about what they want to do with their life and what fulfills them. Cause I don't think that was ever really a big thing growing up with me is like what fulfills you. It was just more of like, Hey, get an education, get a good job because that's what's going to give you security. It was more about security than fulfillment. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Um, which I'm totally happy with the way I was raised though. Like you yeah. can't ask for much. I mean, you can't. We had a very secure, like yeah. loving, uh, stable for the most part. So we're allowed to like go Move from there elevate to the next level and like take those values and, and pass those on for sure. But then maybe even expand on, you know, what we learn or what our parents knew. I think yeah. they did a good job of, of kind of coming from broken homes and, um, I had lovely grandparents, but they were kind of, they had some, some, uh, depression and alcoholism and stuff. And my parents really did a good job of like creating a space where we were safe and protected mm-hmm. and loved. And I'm really, yeah, I'm really fortunate for that. And I want to build on that. Um, and I think the next, the next phase is kind of, I think, when the question, what, what fulfills you? I think my parents would have thought, Oh, that's kind of selfish. Yeah. But it's more of like, I mean, if you're fulfilled by like worldly possessions or something, then it's like, okay, like nothing, there's nothing wrong with having things, but like, that's not at the end of the day, the, the, like the end all be all for either of us. I don't think so. I think maybe the selfishness comes from, where how they grew up, like just making sure you're secure and the others around you that you love are secure. Like that should be proud. That should be your own only priority for the most part. So it's like, you're worrying about what fulfills you. You should be worried about how to survive and like how to put bread on the table and how to get you and your family members ahead in life. But now that you're at that point already, and right now you have no kids to be taken care of. So you're able to focus more on that. I wouldn't call it selfish, but I can see, no. I can see where that mentality comes from. For yeah. Sure. I, I know my personal growth will be in service to others. So I, I'm not worried about just living a selfish life. I feel, uh, I don't feel like I am or, or I'm getting, trying to get away from my selfish ways anyway. But I think about it and it's like my grandpa, his family, his parents came over from Croatia, oh, like wow. great de- great depression era and he had like 10 siblings and they were all 
they all banded together as, as a community, not just as a family, but a Croatian com- community in, in Kansas City. And his nature was to help everyone. Like, he would bend over backwards to help everyone out, like, go out of his way. And that's that's something that my mom took from him. Um, but he also, like, all of his siblings, there wasn't, like, there wasn't, like, uh a leech on the family or something. It's like they were all in dire straits trying to survive and help each other survive. Yeah. And then it's like my mom and her, you know, or like my parents and their, their siblings and stuff. It's everyone's more resourceful and they, they have a step up from like that, uh, from my grandparents, like generation and, the, and all their brothers and sisters. Yeah. Trying to help because each other they, out. it's not no longer about survival other. anymore. Right. Now it's about like, going the next step beyond that, which is like relationships and things like that. No, I think it's just interesting. Like now that the siblings are more resourceful than the one that like the nature isn't like, Oh, it's not a natural instinct to be like, okay, now we got to like take care of our, all of our siblings and our wider family and all this stuff. It's like actually, Oh no, we have our own families to take care of. And, and it's like, it, it starts to change. Like the ones that are kind of, not as resourceful. It's like, how much do you let them take you down? Yeah. True. Not to get personal or like get in your family's business, but like Laura, for example, she's been very open. So I hope I'm not stepping out of line here, but like she knows that it's like not on her to take care of her. Like she's actually helped your family, her family family. a lot, a ton. She's actually done more than a lot of people would, but she also knows that it's not her responsibility to keep everyone, uh, you know, out of jail or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, like, no, exactly. It's, her. it's like not on her, her own thing, but she definitely helps out. Oh as, my God. Yeah. Like she goes above and beyond with her family and my family. And that's, like, and that's like something she, she has like become so abundant that like she can have like help other, or you guys, you know, you guys can help your family. Yeah, because, exactly. Because of that. And that's, the next step of like, mm-hmm. Hey, th- I'm not just going to focus on like breaking up these scraps. I'm going to go make something of myself. And like, once I'm there, like bring you guys up there and, and the whole way, the whole journey, you're like sharing that. Exactly. But. And well, to that point as well, though, I, I think as time goes on the way we're advancing with technology, it makes those things easier. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because yeah, um, back when we didn't have grocery stores, people had to go out and fend for their own food, right? Whether it's farming or hunting or anything like that. Yeah. Technology yeah. advances. It's now you can get groceries. You just have to get money, go get a job. Like things were evolving and becoming smarter as, as human beings. And we're able to take care of these things that were once big problems. Yeah. And now they've right. become easy problems. So you're able to move on to the next step. Right. Where, right. and I think we'll just keep on progressing like, that throughout the centuries of human beings unless coronavirus kills us all or the, the ice world caps, may have something else to say the ice about caps it for melt sure. and some sort of other corona 2.0 comes out and kills well, everyone well, people in kansas would be fine i think if you think so melted yeah why do you say that well, it's just like, it's a coastal thing. So, well, just, no, no, I, I mean like it releases some sort of virus that's been frozen oh, and ancient oh, oh. Got it, got it. and we have no that cure for may well be the case. <laughs> I would not be surprised if the world is just in a cycle like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, mother earth. When she's ready, she's just going to snap her fingers and we're going to be gone. It's like a great experiment where it's like the knowledge is like in some seed or something. So humanity dies, but and, it and gets then, passed along. Well, yeah, and then it's like somehow captured, and then eventually some ape kind of eats it. Eats it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like something physical, but it's like something <laughs> that like it's, it's a psychedelic brew. Oh man, that's what the psychedelics are. Mushroom. Yeah, um, you're tapping into <laughs> old dimensions that used to exist. Well, whoa, I would. We just went I there. I would love to go there. <laughs> like, I love all right, that. and it's time to wind this down. No, I got a notification <laughs> on my dumb Apple Watch. Dude, he's leaving. What are you leaving tomorrow morning? What time? Well, my flight's not till 9.45. Okay. 
I do I do have to pack. But yeah, you need to get home. That's fine. It was fun talking about um, our childhood. And it was. It was. Guys. Generations. We shout out to you guys for asking us some awesome questions. And let us know what else y'all want to hear. If y'all want to hear any other things from... You know, us transitioning from small towns to the big L.A. or Daniel being an actor or me running social media accounts over here. Dude. Okay. I got to give a shout out to Tyler. My guy Ty here. What up, bro? So I'm like... I get excited about like every other book in the world. It seems like I just, I just love a good book Yeah, and I I find some good ones, but, uh, I, I heard about this one. It was recommended, um, that he mentioned earlier, the building your story brand. Yes. And I'm on it already, bro. I sent it over and somehow, I don't know what it is, but Tyler is like, Almost finished with it. I haven't even started I'm it. I'm definitely not. On, I'm on maybe a quarter of the way in. All right, that's I pretty, like it so far. Yeah, it's he's good. like blazing through. I'm not um, a big reader either. And the guy's got a podcast. His name's Donald something Donald. Miller. Donald, Donald Miller. Miller. Um, he has a podcast, and I've already listened to three episodes of that, which are pretty good. That's kinda, what I'm saying. And dude, it kind of follows in trail with the book, too. You're flowing, baby. Yeah. And that's Getting my shout out. I was like, I just... I just got to find a, the right book for Tyler. And yeah, the man is something that's interesting to me. He's been sharing notes and like just back <laughs> and forth, all these ideas. I'm like, Oh, got to keep it going, bro. There he is. 2020, the year of the grind. You're the rat. You're the grind. <laughs> you're the, the rat, rat grind, baby. <laughs> the rat grind. We on, yeah. But not the rat race. We're trying to break it. We're getting out of the rat race. Out of the rat race. But you got to be on the rat grind to get out of the rat race. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I love that. I've found, um, found something that, yeah, I'm gonna. Next, you got to tap me into Spotify, get me into the bro. You know what? Musica. I used to be like my second job to just be an evangelist for it, and now I'm like, how am I gonna get this guy into it? How am I, what's what's my angle here? I've told him all about it. I've given him all these sweet things. But I also know you kind of you love older music, which I do, which is great. But so I have know, to build you like an old playlist. A old school and like old rock play. and then Turn sprinkle the in different like little alternative rock well you know it's good though i've been listening to some of aaron's music and like picking up on some of her people what like, does she listen to like she likes like um mac demarco oh i love the mac demarco look at her go yeah she likes like um what would you consider that kind of music it's like kind of indie, alternative indie, indie alternative rock but with a little um, more like um it's almost like a little more of like it feels like 80s like I don't like electronic a little bit. You know what I mean? Some like electric electronic synth. Yeah. Synthesizers. Yeah. But it's Um, good. I like the vibes of like, you could call it experimental rock or something. Yeah. Experimental funk. It's good though. Yeah. Max. I like, I like, I like some of the music she's got going on. Um, what else? Do you know any others? Uh, boy, Pablo, boy, Pablo. Yeah. I haven't heard his music. Listen to him. Similar to Mac. Nice. Okay. Things like that. She's 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 a music head. She's uh, super hype about Coachella this year. She's disappointed it got moved, but she's hoping the lineup stays same because she is a Frank Ocean fanatic. Oh, loves the Frank. Oh, yeah. that's she's got exquisite taste then. Yeah, she's she was naming off. She literally last night had up the play, the. I was about to say the playlist. The yeah. Oh, the, the, the call, not call artist lineup the lineup. There that's the go, word I'm baby. looking for. We know she words. Was, <laughs> we know words. Hell yeah. She was listening off all the people that were, she wanted to hear. She's like girl in red and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's how I was in She's high hyped school. For music. And you should talk with her about music. We should I will. have her. We're going to have Aaron we should on, have her on for music one of these episodes. episodes. She'd be down. She Boom. actually, you know, what's crazy about her though? She doesn't like talking about the music that she listens to and she doesn't like to listen to music with people like it's her own personal thing and i think she feels judged when other people hear the music that she listens to okay i'll warm her up maybe i can talk to her outside of the podcast but that i have that problem too like i i I don't like to i love music but i don't like to like dj parties or, or not dj but like put on my playlist and stuff at parties because I have so much weird shit kind of thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. That is, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that'll like this. And then I meet like I think that's a, how she is, a random person that'll like it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. She 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 like gets in her feels to songs. Yeah, that's same. Yeah, she's she's really, a bit of an emo kid when I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
wasn't quite emo. I was, I was listened borderline, to like rap music a lot. I didn't listen to dude. School. This is crazy. I didn't like rap music till I was like in college. I don't really like I it went, now, but I went on a binge. Oh, did you? Well, dude, like the history? hard, like heavy rap, like um, hardcore rap. Well, um, I don't know about hardcore rap, but like. Outcast was like my first love, oh, I loved and then yes, Tribe Called West I discovered. Yes. Um, they, I actually saw them when I was like five. I remember like an MTV Spring Break. Oh, really? On TV, and I was like, whoa! I saw Lil Wayne so perform in Panama City Beach, Florida, baby. Oh, damn. Spring Break, two thousand and probably like ten. Yeah, I loved him in college. I mean, he's great still. But, no, probably um, not even ten. Probably like two thousand eight. I think it was senior year. Yeah. So. Dude, Lil Wayne was the shit back then. Dude, you know he dead. was. He had the the, the sickest uh, raps. The, the sickest. But I, yeah, I was in college. I became like, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't give myself credit for a hip hop head, but like, I just loved the culture, the history, yeah. the, like, it was so layers like, of like disco before yeah. hip hop and rap like before that like the blues and the uh, like um now i'm drawing a blank what the other dang genre is rock and roll blues <laughs> and rock and roll. roll there we go like yeah it's all that stuff like it, it's it comes from the same family of yeah. music like american music obviously but then the way it's related I mean, there's so many documentaries that like highlight that and just blow your mind um you know what bothers me about music there's just too much there's just too much. Can't be. Yes, dude. There's just, Can't it's be. an overabundance of, and I just get like, Can't be. I lose focus and just, I tune out. I'm just like, right. all right. It's just, it's, what do you want? I've got you like, want, you want to tune in? I just feel like there's more important things I have going in my life than like finding new music. Bro, you, like, there's a music for every, there's a, there's music for every occasion. So what is it that you're doing like, do you ever dance? Do you ever dance by yourself? Um, no, I don't. Dude, you're missing out, bro. Like, just like getting up and just fucking boogie. Just shaking it, man. Yeah, just no. like. I mean, I'll, I'll dick around with Laura, but like, I'm never that, like. How beautiful is that? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know who said Conor McGregor, as he like rose up again, he was talking to Tony Robbins, but they had an, he had an amazing podcast with him. And Connor was just talking about what a lion, what an Irish animal he is, but just his story and his coming from nothing and like rags of riches, becoming the greatest fighter, like calling the shots before they even happen in the fights. But he, Tony was like, what are you, what are you doing lately to like change your mindset? And he goes, I get up and dance every day. Really? And I was like, hell yeah. Cause I, dude, I get up and just, yeah, you're cooking breakfast. You're moving around. You find the right song. It will change your day, man. I want to see some of these dance moves. Well, like, are, are you twerking? I'm not twerking. Okay. Because that's just counterintuitive. I'm trying to <laughs> start to make breakfast. It's hard to, to scramble eggs bacon while I'm twerking. your ass, ass in the air. I've, I've found. I've learned. I have learned. I've learned I the learned hard the way. I learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> like bacon grease bacon. while you're tweak, tweaking. Tweak, twerking. Tweaking. Tweaking, twerking. Bacon grease popping on your ass. Yeah. Um... Uh, no, it's it's all upright dancing for the most part, but I, I like to get low. That's for sure. <laughs> I got some grooves, low, though. Low, low, low. You watch enough people and you just don't give a fuck for a while, yeah. you'll learn some stuff, man. You want to do some TikTok dances? I'll do some TikTok That's dances. Just like, I don't like the, the structure. They're all like, you got to do it and they're choreographed. And I'm like, yo, I'm a Pequot captain. You got to let me fly. Yeah. You got to let me spread my wings, yeah. baby. They're so beyond me, though. The entertainment value of that. Maybe I would have found it entertaining. I don't know. Maybe I'm just Yeah, old. when you were 10. Yeah. Well, no, bro. We're just old. We don't give a shit about like the like choreographed dance. Choreograph your dance. But it's, um, just, it's just so crazy how viral these videos go. Like clearly there's an audience for it. Yeah. Well, I will say if Will Smith is doing it, like 
it's probably the best marketing idea ever. Anything like, he does is the best marketing idea. That's why ever. I said it's probably the best marketing idea ever because it's if he's doing it. But yeah, it's like J Lo and A Rod doing like the switch thing. I like that. Like when it's creative like that, I get it. Like yes, there was dancing involved in that, but that kind of was wasn't creative? the point. Yeah, it's not creative. It's just like fun. They're like not taking themselves seriously. I think is the cool part. Yeah. No, I just mean like when I say creative, I mean like you're not just dancing. Like there was a purpose to the video besides just dancing. I, I would love to see them just dancing. Yeah. That would be interesting. Like it's, it's cool. They did the challenge, whatever. Um, like I don't, I got no beef with them. But you would love to just see them dance, him in a dress. Why not loosen it? Well, I mean, whatever. (laughs) It's funny that they did that. That's that's the funny joke of it. You know, me and Laura did it. I did. I I liked it. it. I liked the video. Yeah. Hell yeah. You guys did a great job. You asked me if I dance. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. But I, I tell you what, not only will music like put a light on any kind of activity, dude, you can use music to like bond with people. Yeah. To get like you're on ecstasy, your study, uh, or not, (laughs) or not ecstasy or no, like the music will, will carry you if you, yeah. But, uh, or like getting the deep focus. Um, there's so many, dude, I fucking love music. I, I'll try. I'll try to get like, I still haven't done. Let me download. I'll download Spotify before you leave today. Perfect. And then you just we'll share some stuff. Start shooting we'll me back. some we'll things. We'll share a playlist. Dude. You got to we'll tell me what they're for, though. Like, hey, yo, I use this one, or I would suggest you. To, you're my music guru. Yeah, well, because some of it's like, oh, this had a cool lyric, but then like the music, like I don't listen to the song over yeah. and over, but like, oh, that lyric was cool. Or it's like, don't listen to the lyrics. That's a big one. Like the lyric. I don't mean anything the by the lyrics, but God, this like how cool is the, this, the production of yeah. the song? Yeah. So. Okay. You'll have to feel that out a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not going to describe every song I sing. Maybe I would be more into music if I had someone guiding me like that, though. Or like, All right, I'll try. Yeah, we can talk about that experiment. Yeah, I love it. Little social experiment. Hell yeah! All right, um, I think that's where we're in and off the pod here. All today, right, shutting her down, dog. dude. Have fun in Mexico City. I hope you don't get stuck there. I hope I don't get stuck there. Um, but yeah, dude, just have a good time. Tell everyone I said hello. Yeah. Yes, salsa. Sir. Do they salsa in Mexico City? <laughs> I always get them confused. I probably. Bacrata. Bacrata. I'm just Bacarata. Is that a tango? Yeah, yeah sure. Bacarat? No. Bacarata. No. Bacata. Bachata. Bacardi. Bacardi B. All right. <laughs> We're done. Okay. We're, We're out. Over. Later. Peace.